Why do the people who work for you work for you? Why don't they work somewhere else? Do you have the best employees out there? If so, what did you do to attract such talent? And if not, are there things you can change to be able to attract the kind of talent you want? This is the first in a three-episode arc all about leadership, staffing, and management. And today, I want to show you how great marketing starts with great leadership. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who can see when shown, and those who will never see. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for everyone in the middle. Hey everyone, I want to thank you again for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly marketing podcast dedicated entirely to chefs and restaurant owners. Now, each week I choose a different topic, we explore that topic, we pick it apart. Hopefully by the end we come across some useful insights and then we always finish up with an assignment. I always leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the concepts we talk about here on the show, because I believe information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, great marketing starts with great leadership. Of course, there are different leadership styles, but the best leaders don't lead by pushing and driving, but rather by pointing to the horizon and saying, there, we're going there. In a lot of ways, it's about vision. So Steve Jobs didn't have the technical skill set to create the iPhone, but he had the vision to say, I think there's going to be a time when we'll need to be so connected that everyone will want a computer in their pocket. He set the course and he, he shared his vision so that the engineers and, and the technicians and, and all the employees at Apple could help him fulfill that vision so that they could create the iPhone. Grant Ackett's opened Alinea out in Chicago with the assumption that instead of dinner and a show, some people might want dinner as the show. So he made the dining experience an event. He made it theatrical. He, he heightened what a meal could be. He redefined what dinner could be. Danny Meyer can't be in all places at once, but he can set the course for the company and entice his employees to follow his principles. Union Square Hospitality Group, USHG, is Danny's company, and he built it from the ground up. It's now become something larger than, than just one person. It's a, it's a brand, an entity, uh, largely because he's attracted people who want what he wants, people who believe what he believes. So a lot of times you'll hear people say, and this is especially true with, with Danny's restaurants, oh, they're, uh, they're definitely drinking the Kool-Aid over there. And it's always taken as sort of a, a backhanded compliment. But honestly, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. In fact, I think the very best companies in the world have a core set of values, principles that help guide everything they do. Famously, um, Apple is like this and Starbucks is like this and, and USHG is like this. Uh, Pixar is like this. And I'm thinking about this a lot because uh, currently I'm working with a very high-profile client who's relaunching their restaurant with a brand-new chef and a brand-new menu, and, and I've been invited to take part in the, uh, the relaunch process. I'm helping them to refocus their ideals and to help articulate what it means to work there. They're taking this as an opportunity to step back and redefine things, redefine who they are. So uh, trying to figure out what their product is, 
who their audience is, who their competition is, who their real competition is, and then articulating exactly what kind of restaurant they're crafting. So, so collectively, uh, everyone in the team is having to to define what that is to articulate um, what the experience is, um, so that we can attract the right kind of audience. So, it's an interesting problem. And uh, and how did we start? Well, we started by defining our mission. So, I'm going to urge you to do the same. Whatever that is for you, I think your mission should be written down. I think your staff should know what it is, and I think your guests, even if they don't know what it is, they should feel it. So think about that. How would you define your mission, the mission in your restaurant? Next, we identified four core values. So these were four ideals that we felt were integral to what we were trying to do at the restaurant, fundamental to the kind of experience we wanted to provide. Now, when you're looking at your own values, uh, it can be three, four, five, maybe it's just two, but they should be specific enough to speak to your restaurant, but broad enough so that they can be used to describe many aspects of the restaurant. So now the restaurant that I'm working with uh, has identified four of them, and one of those four values is integrity. And it speaks to how we treat our fellow team members as well as the guests. Um, it speaks to the quality of the ingredients that we source and the way we price our menu and how we cook and prepare and present each dish. We hold ourselves to very high standards and expect a lot from each other. So integrity is one of the core values that touch virtually every aspect of the restaurant. It's something we can strive toward. In the new service manual we developed, uh, those were on the first two pages. The first page of the, uh, the manual is the mission. The second page outlines the four core values. Furthermore, we actually had graphics blown up and we got them framed and they now hang in the back service station so that everyone sees them every single day, day after day after day. They're reminded of our mission and the four core values so that collectively we all know what the goal is. This has everything to do with leadership because some people are going to do this sort of thing and many others won't. And I implore you to be the kind of leader that believes in something, believe in anything, whatever it is, but wear it on your sleeve. And in time, you will attract others who believe what you believe. You will find others who want what you want. And after time, it will become infectious. In time, it will become the status quo. So it's top of mind for me right now because the restaurant I'm working with um, is dealing with big changes. Again, a brand new chef, a whole new menu, and we're being forced to articulate what matters to us but it doesn't just have to be at times of change. Anyone can do this at any point. So I'm gonna ask you, is this missing from your restaurant? The best way to know is to look at your staff. Are they eager, passionate, engaged? Note, I'm not asking whether this is their career. Of course, we know plenty of waiters who also have other dreams they're pursuing. Especially here in New York City where I live, we have actors and musicians and other artists. Um, our restaurant is largely made up of these people. Uh, but students too, and I'm assuming you have students who probably work for you. Hospitality has always been an easy industry to slip into. So I'm not asking if your staff are career-minded. I'm asking if they're engaged. Do they enjoy the time they spend there? So the key to this little exercise is to acknowledge that most people aren't lucky enough to be doing something they love. The job waiting tables or hosting might just be a means to an end, a way to pay their bills while they finish their degree or while they pursue their other things, their, their creative pursuits. But they should still bring all of themselves to it. They should do the job the way it needs to be done. 
So how are they to know what needs to be done or how it should be done? That's where you come in. Leadership is about having a vision and then communicating your vision. It's about laying out your expectations for people and then holding them to that standard. There's that saying that goes, fish stinks from the head. And most companies with problems usually have problems at the top. I find that to be especially true for restaurants. Good leadership impacts every single aspect of the restaurant. So have a vision for what you're looking to do and then make sure everyone who works for you understands that vision and shares in that vision. Make sure then you set clear expectations for the people you hire and then keep on them to uphold those standards. So next, you need to go all the way back to the beginning of this podcast, those first five or six episodes. Remember we talked about in the beginning, what's the identity of the restaurant, right? Now, why is that important? Well, it's important so that everyone can row in the same direction. If everyone knows what kind of restaurant this is, we can all go after the same thing. And it's not easy. Trust me. One of the hardest things is to be able to outline, to articulate what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. But unless you can explain it effectively to your team, you'll never get to the how. And remember, the how is referring to the nuts and bolts of the operation, how you're different from the competition how you do things that set you apart, how you do things that make you worth talking about. You have to get specific and then make sure your staff understands all of that. They have to understand the details of the operation. So leadership is about setting an example for the rest of the team. The way you go, so goes the team. If you cut corners, so will your managers and so then will your hourly staff. If you take your foot off the gas, so will others. If you're loose with your principles, how can you expect others to adopt them? Leadership is a 24-7 job, but it shouldn't be something you have to work at. Hopefully, it's intrinsic to the way you go about your day. The way you interact with your customers shows leadership. How you treat your staff shows leadership. How you source ingredients, how you price your menu, the way you deal with complaints, the ways in which you reach out to new audiences, how you follow up with your patrons once their experience is finished, how you handle the hiring process, the training process, how you outline your management style. All of it shows the world around you what kind of leader you are, which has everything to do with the kind of work environment that's being created. I always like to say that leadership isn't a suit you put on, but rather the blood that's pumping through your veins. It should be an inside-out sort of thing. And you need to impart the same type of dedication in your staff. Not that they're going to work the, the same 60, 70, 80 hour weeks that you're doing. They're not. They, they shouldn't. This is your baby. You get to put in those kind of hours. But they can be focused in the time that they're at work. They can give themselves to the job and do the best they can do in the time they're there. That's what leadership is all about. As I said at the top, this is the first in a three episode arc all about leadership staffing and management. How you set up the business and how you manage the day-to-day -day operations, I believe, will have a profound effect on the final product. And that final product is the key to all of your marketing. The marketing of the thing can't make up for the thing. 
the product is the most valuable piece. If you make a product that people are dying to get, you don't have to tell them all the reasons that they that they need it. They already acknowledge the reasons why they need it. Show the product and, and make the product uh, so remarkable uh, that, that it does the marketing for themselves. So really what we're talking about is the people. The people uh, are key to your marketing. They're key to your business, obviously. So I want to spend these three episodes talking all about people. Again, leadership, staffing, and management, they're all related, and that's what these three episodes are all about. So this week's assignment actually has two parts. First, I want you to brainstorm a mission for your restaurant. Simply put, I want you to write down what you're trying to do, and it doesn't have to be lofty and, and ultra-important, but it should be clear and articulate, it should get to the heart of the matter. Then for the second part, I want you to think of four principles. Think of it as your core values, the four things that are intrinsic to your business. So maybe that's integrity or sustainability or quality or entertainment or hospitality or reliability or whatever. These are the ideas that get woven into every aspect of your business from the way you greet people at the door to the way you prepare each dish to the the way you say goodnight. That's your assignment tonight. First, brainstorm your mission. Second, I want you to come up with your four core values and, and talk about why each of them are important to your business and how you'll weave them into your business. Finally, as we do every week, continuing education, I've recommended this book before, but it's the perfect counterpart to any discussion about leadership. Start with Why by Simon Sinek. The link is in the show notes, so go ahead and uh, click the link. Go get your own copy. If you haven't read it, uh, now is the time to do it. Um, I hope you'll continue listening over the next two episodes because we're going to build on this. I'm going to show you how the right kind of leadership can help you attract the right kind of employees. In the next episode, we're going to talk all about finding the right people and training them right. And then in, in the final episode, we're going to talk about how we manage people. And I've got a perspective shift that uh, I think might help you think about staffing just a bit differently. I think it's going to change your approach to the restaurant and, and how, you, um, how you hire people. As always, I appreciate you giving me your attention for a little bit each week. It's exciting to see just how much this podcast has grown since April, if you can believe it. Uh, we launched in, uh, in April, and um, it's really taken off since then, uh, and it's all because of you. So one final note before I go, I'm lining up a series of interviews with restaurant owners and chefs. Um, I've made a request last time and already received a handful of volunteers, people who want to be on the show. So we're in the process of setting up those interviews. If you run a business and want to come on the show to chat about the good, the bad, and the ugly of running a restaurant, then I want to talk to you. Please email me directly, chip at chipclose.com. That's C-H-I-P-K-L-O-S-E. E.com and tell me a little bit about you and your business. We got a, a jumping off point so that we can start our conversation. As always, I want to thank you again for tuning in. Go do the assignment, pick up this week's book, start with why, and I will see you next time.